a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we talked to a nice lady who wants to move from a big city to a smaller city. It's like City Mouse, Country Mouse, or something like that. It's like the movie Doc Hollywood with uh, Michael J. Fox. Uh, when he's a doctor, a big town, he goes to a small town. I think there's nudity in the movie. Anyway, uh, she joins us on the show now. Hello, Sarah with no H. Hi, Pete. Did you ever see Doc Hollywood with Michael J. Fox? I have not. Well, it's a pretty good movie. I believe there's nudity, which seems really creepy now that we're talking about it. Nicole, is that really Why creepy? Why keep looking at me when you say the word nudity? Well, no, because I'm looking... <laughs> oh, gosh. This is bad. Uh, I think because I was looking for your disapproval. Oh, I'm getting red-faced. All right, Sarah, thanks for being on the show, probably for the last time we have a show. Um, <laughs> so you're moving from a big city. Things are great. Uh, you're, you, have a, you have a housemate. You have a friend, a spouse. What do you got going on? I have a spouse. Okay, and you're moving. You're, 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 you got transferred or something? What's the story? Yeah, moving within the same company to a smaller city. Is there like a relocation bonus? I always, uh, always wonder if you get those sorts of things. I'm actually not sure yet. I'll be talking to somebody about that soon. Oh, my gosh. Let's totally just load you down with questions to ask them and leave their head spinning. Yeah, that would be great. So your situation, as we look over it, as we share it with uh, those watching at PeteThePlanner.tv, looks pretty darn good. Uh, your household income uh, is $180,000. Your net monthly pay is 8100 That's, your, of course, your take-home pay. Now, tell me, uh, how, a fake name, Sarah, of that 180000 how much is you and how much is uh, Mr. Sarah? It's about 50-50. Okay. And then uh, when you, and someone's getting transferred, will the other person be able to keep the same job or do they have to find a new job? They'll be keeping the same job as well. Will your income stay the same? Yes. Okay, so that's fantastic because you're in a big city with higher living expenses. You're about to lo- uh, move to a place with much lower living expenses, yet you get to keep the income. That's sort of genius. Did that have anything to do with why you took the gig or was this like a forceful relocation? We always uh, plan on living in a smaller city closer to our families, mm-hmm. so it was a long-term plan, but yeah. the, the, the net income is a, is a bonus. All right. Let's, uh, Frank, can you pull up uh, the, the main screen? There we go. Uh, you're 28 years old. What's it like talking to an old fellow like me? Don't answer that. All right. Long-term <laughs> savings, you have 190000 uh, a monthly four. That's a lot for 28. Who's, who, what's happening there? How did that all happen? Um, listen to parents when I was setting up my 401k plan initially. God, you so. would think more people would listen. Right away. Yeah, people would should listen to their parents. <laughs> they, t- they tend to not do that. Uh, you're putting about, uh, looks like, 1400 a month away or so towards your long-term goals. You have $21,000 in savings, no credit card debt, only $1,000 in student loans. What's the delay here? Are we just going to wipe those out, or what's happening? Uh, planning on wiping it out once the house sells. Okay, so so you own a property in your big city? Correct. Did you buy it right out of school? No, we waited. um, We've only had it for a few years. And are you going to make money on it? Not a lot. Um, We actually don't know yet. It's just gone up uh, for sale now, so we're not sure what we're going to end up with all of the fees at the end. Did you like Justin Timberlake's shirt in the Super Bowl performance? 
Not at all. <laughs> so weird, wasn't it? It was very strange. I fancy myself a man of fashion, and it looked like he'd just gone hunting and someone had painted the landscape. It was so weird. It made, yeah, it made no sense, especially when Sue and Ty came on. Exactly. It's not like hill jack and tie it's suit and tie <laughs> yeah let's continue um how much do you think you'll what will the proceeds be of the sale that you'll get to take with you to your smaller town uh probably um 60 to eighty thousand. Oh, that's nice so you're thinking down payment uh like like what right. kind of home do you think you'll buy like what was it? hold on let me back up I'm, I'm getting so excited what will you sell the home for you're living in now like what's the total sale price you think the goal right now is uh, four hundred forty-five thousand. Okay, and your current payment on that is fifteen hundred a month. Mm-hmm. That's pretty low. Uh, what? And, and when you come to uh, the small town, uh, what do you think property? What are you guys thinking about housing expense there? So that's kind of where my main question comes in. Okay. Um, we're looking anything from three hundred fifty thousand to four hundred fifty thousand. We're not sure. If we want to spend the money now and get the house, we'll stay in for a really long time. Or if we want to stay, you know, on the lower end of the budget, uh, knowing we might sell, you know, when we have kids. Okay. So help me understand why you wouldn't just get a house that you could have kids in now. Is there still that desire to be cool and live somewhere cool? Or is it that like, hey, I don't, uh, why wouldn't you present the case as to why you would not go to your family home now? I mean, I think we want to have the family home, but what you can get um, in the smaller town for three hundred fifty thousand, you could get, you can still get several bedrooms and a, and a decent sized property. But what we might want to eventually live in might be larger, okay. um, at a higher cost or a higher price point. So, um, my spouse is more interested in doing something where you're paying less and maybe can fix it up a little bit, so it appreciates in value. Um, where I would prefer to just spend the money now and be in something long term. Do you guys both make really good financial decisions? I'm looking at your situation here. And if I had to uh, make that judgment on paper, I would say, yeah, probably. You guys look like you make pretty good decisions collectively. Is that true? Or is one person sort of leading the charge? He's leading the charge. I'm, I'm pretty good, but I'll give him the credit. He leads the charge. Yeah. So, you know, in situations like these where, you know, if, if it were up to me, I'd probably do something a little different than what looks like what you're leaning towards. But, however... I like to give credit where credit is due, and that is that your situation's pretty good because of the decisions you've made. So who am I to question the way you do it? Now, in a perfect, let me give you the perfect world scenario, okay? Perfect world scenario is you could probably afford a little bit more home than what you currently live in. You have a $1,500 payment. I bet you could probably move into a four hundred and fifty dollars to a $500,000 home, potentially. Um, okay potentially. And I'd prefer you have a 15 year mortgage to do that. Um, however, it sounds like you're leaning towards a little bit lower than that. Put some sweat equity into it, get a 30 year mortgage, use that cash flow to sort of fix it up. But if, if, if your life may change in the next five years because of family and jobs and these different mm-hmm. things, you know, you start to wonder, are you going to want to mess with moving again? Have you guys considered that? Uh, yes, I have. Hmm. And that doesn't bother him? I think that, so my biggest concern too, is if we actually go for a higher price point that we'll stay in for long, you know, for longer, you know, we really don't know what our 
the cost of living is going to be once we decide to have children. You know, sure. we want to make sure that, you know, they're going to, we, we will have to pay for daycare. Um, we want to save for their um, their college as well. So I think it's kind of the uncertainty of do we just go with a lower price point and save as much as we can, or do we go with a higher price mm-hmm. point knowing you might move, uh, or excuse me, a higher price point and not move, but what if, you know, things cost more than we expect? There are some other factors here too that are not fun to consider. There is the fact that potentially mortgage interest rates are going to continue to rise or they begin to rise, I should say, over the next few years. So whereas you kind of know what you're dealing with interest rate wise now, maybe three or four years. I mean, are you thinking to be in a house for three or four years, five years? Did you say that? And I'm not just listening. Like how many years do you want to be there? I think um, my husband's thinking five to 10 years. I'm thinking 10 plus is my thought. You know what? The further that number is, if it's closer to 10, I think that you can probably do the middle home as opposed to okay. the final home. I think if you get closer to that five-year range, you're, you are asking for chaos. Um, okay. I think a lot of times people, and not that this is your starter home, but it's sort of your starter family home is essentially what you're saying, right? Right. How will anyone's income be affected? Will you or your, your husband work a less um, because of a potential child situation? Have you, have you considered this? We're not planning on it. Okay. So you would have the cost of daycare or is the point to move? So then like you, you, you throw the kid in a drawer over at Aunt Sally's house for free. Like what's the, what's the, that plan? <laughs> we, we would stay in the same city, I think. Um, and then, yes, we would be paying for daycare or a nanny or something like that. Yeah. What's your income like? So you guys are both in the 90-ish range. Do either of you have like huge income potential to like really jack that up? Or is it going to stay in the range it's in now? Since it's not changing, I don't anticipate huge increases um, for me in the future. I'm not sure about my spouse. I think we're kind of planning on it staying the same. And if there's good news in the future, that's great. But we're not banking on it. You know, if we look at the long term of like what the impact of you having so much darn money so soon for the future is we have you and and we have your HSA in that number, by the way. But yeah, that's Mm -hmm. all right. Uh, We have your million dollar day uh, as being November 11th. Is that Veterans Day? How's that work? I don't know. November 11th, 2031. You guys will be millionaires based on your current pace. Uh, by the time you're 67, which of course is traditional retirement age, are, are you and your husband the same age? Yes. You will have uh, $8.88 million, uh, which will give you a net monthly income of $20,736 a month. But after inflation, that's going to feel like $7,900 a month. And Sarah, with an H, without an H, I should say, uh, what I know about your situation is if you're at $8,100 a month of income right now, and we think you're going to be at $7,900 a month in income at age 67, your retirement is more or less taken care of as long as you keep doing what you're doing. Great. So that's like really good news. That's awesome. Now it's time to put together the pieces of your midterm and your short-term life. You've got 21,000 in savings, which you're about Mm -hmm. to add 60 or so to that with the proceeds of the home, which should give you a lot of flexibility in sort of this next short to midterm decision, this 10-year time frame. Um, Do you guys have the skills to fix up the home or do you guys just like watch... uh, Watch those shows. How's this work? It's a lot of HGTV. Yeah. 
and hoping. I know I think we'd have to hire somebody to make the make the fixes. We used to watch the HGTV. I wonder when that stops. I think we stopped like. 31 32 and we just realized we didn't have the skills nor taste to pull anything off but there's this moment where you're like oh we, we could totally do this is that where you guys are yeah. at like right now yes that's where he is at does he have skills can he do stuff do i mean little things not oh you know cutting you know tearing down walls oh, and you know, doing plumbing right does he, he own like a do you own, does he have a saw no oh yeah i mean come on we're not there. I have a but we saw. But we live in a small apartment now, so we wouldn't okay. be able to fit, to fit that in our in our place. Do you guys have, within your apartment, do you have like a, what would it be, like a co-op fee or something you have to pay on a monthly basis? Yes. What's that? How much is that? $149 a month. And I think what you're going to, have you ever lived in a smaller town like the place you're going to go to? Not since we've been adults, um, you know, as a child, but not, not since we're on our own. I think what you're going to have to be careful of is not only finding neighborhoods with like the right homeowners association fee that sort of fits your needs and amenities, but more than anything of like what the resale value of the next home is going to be. Are you at a place mm -hmm. where they're still building? Are you at a place where, and this is a weird, this is a weird thing to consider, but it's true. My, my brother-in-law is an architect and he talks about this all the time. Certain homes in a certain price range really were never built to last longer than 15 years, which sounds absurd hmm. to say that. It's because in order to sell a, a production model home at the price they sell it for, you know, 3,000 square feet for a few hundred thousand bucks, the way they do that is they use subpar materials. So if you're getting into a home that's six to 10 years old, you plan on selling it in 10 years, you're selling it right at a time that it's falling the hell apart, right? And so that's something totally to consider because if based on the price point you've told me and you've told me off air and the community of which you go, which I, I, I'm familiar with it because I, I travel that way, um, I think you could bump into that problem. Have you considered the, the age of home that you would move into? We've looked at you know, various different types of homes, you know, older homes we'd want to probably do more with since just, you know, the styling, the, the size of, you know, ceilings. Yeah. Um, and then the newer homes usually look nicer, but you know, yes, you worry about the cheaper materials. So we've considered it, but haven't put a lot of thought into it yet. I would totally go with like a late eighties, maybe early nineties, non-production home in the area that you're considering. Um, okay. As opposed to a newer home. Cause well, here's what happens. You're like, you know what? We could just get a couple year old home with this and that. By the time you go to sell it, it's a 12 year old home and everything is falling apart. Like right now, as, as it stands, my home's decent. It's 10 years old, it'll be 11 years old, and, and literally everything is falling apart. Like everything. Okay. I, I, and it's, and it's, not, it's not fun. And if we were uh, in a period of time in which we would have to fix it to sell it, because that's the situation you're gonna find yourself in, we probably would have made a different housing decision. We're there for the long haul, so we're fixing it to live in it. Um, right. But that's the danger of this middle starter family home that you're up against. And I think uh, people of our generation, and I say that so I can feel 12 years younger, uh, <laughs> I, I think we've we got this thing where we have our starter home, our starter family home, our family home, our empty nester home, and then our forever home, right? And it's just like this weird group of homes. And I think the more mm -hmm. you can cut out of those just stupid ideas of having five homes, the better off you're gonna be, but it takes 
I mean, maybe it takes renting for six months until you get a feel of, uh, of what's going on here, you know? Okay. This is interesting. Yeah, I, I don't envy the problem you have. You guys have put yourself in a really good position. But there's, I don't want to say there's a lot of risk, but there's a lot of variables in your situation for sure. Exactly, right. Huh. I, I do love the fact that your cost of living is about to come down quite a bit. Yes, that's what we're excited for before having children. We want to wait you know, a few years so we have an idea of what the actual income will look like and how far it can go before we... You know, can budget that. How much is so you have twenty one thousand nine hundred and sixty seven dollars in savings? Uh, what's your account number? No, what is? How long <laughs> did it take you to get there? Like, how did that money get there? Was it just regular savings? Is that tax refunds? Is that bonuses? Is it an inheritance? What is it? Um, it's it's a lot. You know, a lot of just savings through you know after college. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit to start, um, but then you know we add you know X amount every month. So usually we try to add at least 500 bucks a month, if not more, just to that short-term savings amount. We'd like to be, we'd like to increase it, but a lot of that money has been going to repairs on our apartment before we've been listing it. Are you getting a minivan or are you going to like convince yourself that it's not a minivan and get an SUV? Like what's going to happen when you have kids? Uh, well, we're planning, so right now we only have one car, so we are going to have to buy another car uh-huh. when we move. Um, so planning on getting a larger SUV. Okay. Okay. Isn't it like I was joking at the beginning of the show because I tell jokes like this city, city mouse, country mouse sort of thing. But living in a not living in a big city is a completely different lifestyle, even from the footprint of transportation. Right. You can get away with one car in in Chicago, you know. Right. Well, I I love your situation. I mean, to be 28 and to, to have set yourself up this way. It, it, frankly, it doesn't get a whole heck of a lot better uh, of the 28-year-olds that, that I've come across. I mean, this is really good. Like, I, I give you a 10 out of 10. That being said, the next five years are generally where a lot of mistakes come because... Yeah, that's <laughs> what we're worried about. Are you guys out of your stuff phase yet? I mean, you're about to become home, like homeowners of a bigger home. So I, I, something tells me you're just getting into the stuff phase. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it, too, is, you know, we know we're going to, you know, we have a, you know, 1,200-square-foot apartment, <laughs> and, you know, eventually we'll, you know, we'll probably be in a 4,000-square-foot home. So it's, you know, buying and accumulating and, you know, all of that that'll have that'll start happening once are, we move. Are you going to, like, crate and barrel it out or pottery barn it out? Is that, like, the move, or are you just going to hit up the Ikea? Like, how's that work? Oh, no. Um, you know, a mix and match, I would okay. think. You yes. know, maybe a little Ikea, maybe a little crate and barrel. Yeah. Something, something old, right something new, something borrowed, something yeah. blue. Exactly. I was at a wedding this past weekend, so that's why I brought that up. <laughs> I mean, no one cares. Uh, what else? What else can I ask? I love this. I, uh, good job to you and your husband. I, I, how old were you when you got married? 25. Okay. Okay. And you both clearly started out on your own. Were you together when you graduated from school or whatever? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you... You have the same sensibility, so that's good. Yeah, this has come together magically. I'm totally into this. Totally into this. Great. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is not the way I built my financial life. Because I think, you know, <laughs> I was a small business owner early on from like 24 on, and so you're just like investing back in the business. But this is, actually, this isn't too terribly different than mine. But yours is really good. Uh, anything else I can answer? I keep asking that, but I, I don't shut up and listen. Is there anything else I can answer? I guess, as you said, you know, there are, you know, opportunities with you know that we'll be able to or that we could you'll have in the future to make mistakes you know yeah. any big 
things that you would recommend as we are, you know, eventually going to be starting a family, wanting to save money for yep. them, you know, wanting to continue to make sure we have enough in our, you know, short-term savings account, et cetera, um, as we move? Yeah, here's what I would do. The next time you guys get pay increases, um, I would not save those pay increases towards retirement. I would save those pay increases okay. towards other areas of your financial need. Uh, short-term savings, midterm savings, college savings. Um, I, I would not increase your percentage towards retirement at all. I would pretty much stick it at where it's at from a dollar standpoint, because you're gonna have an 8.88 million without ever getting another raise if you just keep doing what you're doing. I think the okay. risks for someone who's 28, who doesn't have a family, who doesn't have the family home, who doesn't have the family lifestyle, doesn't have a nanny and, or daycare or any of those things, all of your risks are of the short-term to mid-term term nature because you've already taken care of the long-term. So I think that, okay. that your short and mid-term require your, your uh, resources, and those would be your additional resources, not taking away from retirement, if you know what I mean. Um, Okay. I, th I think the other two mistakes you can make are getting lying to yourself about the length of time you're going to be in this next home. If it is not closer to 10, I would just go for the bigger home. Okay. Um, if you get into a big stuff run, which I see to young professionals, you know, dinks, double income, no kids, get in these like everything is furnished and it just becomes like your Instagram is just filled with your things. That, <laughs> that's a problem and you're not getting my likes uh, on that. But if you can avoid those things, I like this. I, I, your situation, I have to be honest, every time we do this, we've done a couple hundred of them now, I, I'm not always interested to see how it turns out in the long run. I, it doesn't make me callous. It's just like, I don't have enough headspace for that. I actually want to know when the hell happens in your situation 20 years from now? I would love to see this because I think it's going to go really well. Like I have very, very right. few doubts about this one. And I, I guess I just want to be right more than anything. <laughs> it's not even about you. It's Perfect. about me. 20 years from now, I'll, I'll hopefully confirm. I'll probably be dead. That. I'll probably be dead. Um, so is, is that it? Are we done? Is that it? Are we good? Yeah, I think we're good. Thank you. Can you give us updates after you move? I, I just, I do want to know. Like what's happened? Absolutely, yes, absolutely. I'll reach out. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm not going to email you back. <laughs> okay, like let's not let's not get out of let's get crazy here. Uh, Lay right. out the expectations. Right, right, yes, exactly. Uh, all right, good luck. Uh, don't lie to yourself about the length of time you're going to be in this next home, and if you do that, you'll be okay. Great, thank you so much. My pleasure. All right, that's it for this week's Pete the Planner show. As you notice, we stopped calling it the Million Dollar Plan, and you're thinking, why, why, why? Because someone told us to. <laughs> I didn't want to argue because I was tired. It was like a Friday afternoon. And so, hey, Nicole, um, we're recording this on a Tuesday, and we both agree that just based on the weather, and it's just like just a sort of a funky weather December slash February blues. And you're, you're feeling that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm in like day two of my weird funk, and I don't know why. I'm with you. And on Fridays, we usually clear up the, the afternoon funk, with the treat trolley. With the treat trolley. We rolled. But we did the beer box because did, yeah. it was a little bit more discreet with the baby. Right, because there's a baby in our office because we're woke and we have <laughs> bring a baby to work program. So one of our coworkers has a baby and we have beers on Friday. But I feel like the Tuesday treat trolley should be a thing, yeah. except for the fact that I think that's a sign that you have a problem. Or it might just put us asleep. 
One of the two. I don't know. I might have to make an executive decision about this. We'll have to check with the other co-workers. All right, that's it for this week's show. Thank you, Nicole. Hey, thank you. Uh, if you want to be on the show, be on the show, pizzaplanner.com slash podcast. I was going to say something like, we have a lot of exciting news coming up, but anytime anyone says that, it's exciting news for me. Like, you don't care. And you shouldn't care. Care about your own life. That's it. I'm done talking. Show is over. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money life, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations. I bring you love, trying greetings. Hey, from a faraway land, I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol, stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, adjourn. and beats I burn, I burn, I burn, I burn. This I adjourn, and beats I Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try, can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?